I am here with uh, my my brother in arms for these. Never count him out, even if he's down 0-3. Mm. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I it fit really well. There's that is a situation that the NBA is finding itself in right now. And if I can just jump in, uh, you you can absolutely jump in out a, wherever you want. Yeah, a comp I've been making for a while, but that has kind of been highlighted this week and then was brought up a ton last night in my conversation with the casuals is like the difference. Great conversation, by the way. Sorry. Thank you. The difference in perspective between the Yankee Nick fan and the Met Nick fan and how expectations are different and how the reason that the Yankee Nick fan is seems to always be more frustrated with the Knicks than the Met Nick fan is that the Yankee fan doesn't know how to root for them for the Mets and the Knicks are largely the NBA Mets. You know, whether you want to admit it or not. Well, guess who might be the NBA Yankees? Probably the Miami Heat. And I got I caught that from my conversations with Giancarlo, where we were enjoying the hell out of this season. And he was like, yeah, any Heat fan that was experiencing the season and it was like a plucky five seed, you know, we would have blown our brains out because... It's all about the playoffs. Like none of these regular season moments matter. It's only about playoff moments. Well, you want to complete the analogy, Giancarlo and Miami Heat fans, blow a 3 0 lead to Boston. Then you'll officially be the Yankees of the NBA. It, it's a little trickier because there is, if you're going back over the entire course of NBA history, there's a good argument that the Celtics are actually the Yankees. It's not one to one. It's not I know. I, I know. I'm, but, but as far but, as the attitude of the fan base is concerned, I felt the same way yeah. talking to a, him, a sure. fan, as I do Yankee fans. Like yeah. Benji gives me shit all the time. Where I'm like, the other day, DJ Zulo was asking me, like, "Oh, what do you think of Alvarez?" Mets catcher, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, he's got a ton of pop." And Benji's like, "Oh, that's so adorable. You're enjoying." like a, a regular season success, you know, it was very much kiss the rings. Well, I, I'm sure I know for a lot of the Yankee fans at KFS, I'm sure Yankee fans listening. It's it's very triggering to see a Boston team now on the verge of coming back from three Oh, which uh, where, where you stand about the life. I thought, well, happening. I thought about it as I was watching the game last night. Um, and specifically, because I, I, so for anybody who doesn't know my rather complicated, and if you want to give me all the shit in the world for it, feel free. Uh, backstory in regards to baseball fandom. I was raised a Yankee fan. My, you know, my dad was a, it, it was and is a massive Yankee fan. Um, and I'm pretty sure the first sporting event I ever attended was a Yankee game. Uh, you know, was there rooting hard for all of the 90s titles. Uh, stuck with them, although I became a little bit more of a Fairweather fan uh, through the what they went in 2008, right? 2009. Uh, 2009. And then just kind of start, started becoming bored with baseball and just stopped following the sport. And then I met my wife, who I, obviously I eventually married, and she at the time was a diehard Mets fan. So I was like, you know what? She's rooting for the Mets. I'll start watching the Mets. And I kind of became, um, I would say, a Fairweather Mets fan. And now we just don't want to watch baseball in our house anymore. Um, but the point is, I remember 2004 very well. Um, and there was a specific, obviously, game four was like they were on the brink, 
could have won it, didn't win it. Game five on the brink, could have won it, didn't win it. And then then it started to turn. And I remember, and I'm trying to, what I was thinking about last night is I think it wasn't though until game six of that series, Boston versus the Yankees, where like in my mind, I cross, I, I cross the, the Rubicon of like, oh, wait, wait th- this could actually happen. I think it was game six. I might honestly, if I'm being, I might have been so arrogant to the point where even going into game seven, I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's, we're going to win it in seven games. That just means th- this is all just more heartbreak for Boston. Um, but I think I'm pretty sure at some point during game six, I crossed over the mental. The, the, made the mental leap of like, oh, this this could actually happen. For me, watching this series, that moment happened last night mm. uh, during Game Five. When and it honestly it didn't even really take long because Boston came out and and Miami was kind of kicking the ball over the place with all those turnovers, and Boston went out to this commanding lead. And it was something about it where I'm like, man, I all the respect to how much Miami fights, and all the respect to how much Boston struggles at home. The, the the most essential quality of this Boston team is when you expect one thing, they will give you the opposite thing. And so, like, and they will do it to such a degree and often oftentimes over the course of several games or weeks or as it turned out to be last season, several months. My point is this. They were as dead as any team has ever been dead. After game three, no team has ever been more dead than they were after game three. And when they save their season in the way they save their season in game four, and they had to fight for that game four win. That was not an easy win. And they hit big shot after big shot. I, I wonder if the tide turned to a sufficient extent where now when they came out and you knew it right, like right from the start of game five, like, oh, they're going to win this game. And they did win it going away, really, even though the score was kind of close. I think we're in for, I mean, I can't wait for game six. I'll just say that. I can't wait for game six. So now I'm trying to think back to 04. And for those who don't know. But you're not, you, you weren't a fan. So you, how could you, you. What do you mean? I wasn't a fan. You're not, a, you're a Mets fan. Yeah. But you don't think I watched religiously the, the baseball you know, playoffs of 04? It's different when you experience it rooting for one of the two teams. But yeah, anyway, like, obviously I'm, yeah. I'm trying to think. Personally, when I thought that okay, the yeah. Yankees were officially going to blow the 3-0 lead. And for those who don't know, and I'm sure you've seen it when a graphic comes up every time a team goes up 3-0 in a series in the NBA, because in North American sports, in the three professional sports, it's happened three times in hockey. Yep. But in Could basketball... Fairly recently, right? I think so. I think it happened in the... the can't the hockey bubble actually, but I, I'm not going to pretend I know that for, for certain. Um, only one team in between basketball and baseball has ever come back from a 3 0 lead in a best of seven, and it's a 2004 Red Sox against the Yankees, which had a lot of complications because the Yankees and Red Sox have this huge rivalry and led to the Red Sox first championship in 86 seasons. Um, I want to say it was also game six that I thought like the tide had turned because like weird things were now happening for the Red Sox. And that was the bloody sock game, right? That's the bloody sock game. And then more specifically, it's the A-Rod slapping the ball out of the pitcher's hand game where it was like, Oh, the, 
the weird stuff's now happening to the Yankees rather than for them. Uh, and as far as the, like, it's tough to find a one-to-one comp, but I think that was the moment that I thought the series had turned, or at least the momentum had turned. And with this, the tough part for me to evaluate, you could make a credible argument that all season, the Yankees were better than the Red Sox. And the Red Sox came back from behind against a better team and just got hot at the right time. I don't think there's any any argument that the Heat were better than the Celtics this year. Oh, so, no. So as a result, as, as historic and unbelievable as it would be for the Celtics to come back from 3-0, it's also like a 56-win team is going to come back against a 44-win team that is suddenly now playing to their talent level and their their the way that they've played all season. Like a two seed coming back against an eighth seed, if a 3-0 lead is going to be blown, this might actually be the most conceivable way for it to happen. 